We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Happy Friday to all of you front runners out there. We've got some NBA news to break down. We're going to talk a little bit about last night's Celtics versus Heat game. We've got some stuff going on in the coaching search for the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll talk about some things the Hornets are doing, some things that's uh, you know it's going on in the draft world, draft picks that could be on the move. Lots of stuff to break down today. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, if if you are listening to the podcast version of this, you are doing yourself a disservice because you don't do not get to see Keith's fantastic new haircut. Check out the the YouTube channel to see how how stylish Keith is looking, and he's rocking the blue Dallas Mavericks shirt. Is that an indication of what you expect to happen tonight? Uh, not what I expect, but what I hope, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're getting down to it, man. I want as many games left. So so let's go Mavs. Let's even the series up, and, and let's uh, let's keep going. Let's let's get as many games as we can get uh, the rest and of the way. Can we please, please not have a blowout? It feels like it's been years since we've had <laughs> yeah. a non-blowout NBA playoff game. Obviously, it hasn't really, but it with the, the, the blowouts I are coming who- fast and furious right now. Yeah, I think it might have been Justin Russo on Twitter. Uh, he's a guy, I think he covers the Clippers primarily. Uh, he tweeted, I think it's the last 10 games have been decided by 10 or more points. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's time for a close one that comes down to the end and we get a buzzer beater or something like that. That explains why all of the over bets have been struggling so much lately because because it's all garbage time stuff and all the, the top players yeah. have been pulled. Um, that is yeah, true. That, that's been an issue, but... Oh, Mavs, Warriors, can the Mavs get back on track? I, don't, I mean, here's the thing. When we look at a, at a series like this, you think, man, the Warriors look so good, and we just automatically assume that the same thing is going to happen in the next game. And we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like You see this in fantasy sports, too, where people just assume that what happened the previous season, you copy and paste it over, and that same stuff's going to happen in the next season. And that's especially not true Like if you play uh, fantasy football. Definitely not true. So yeah, I think that would be... A mistake if you just assumed that the game's going to look exactly the same because you know Jason Kidd and the Mavs are going to make adjustments. How the Warriors yeah. respond to those adjustments is going to be key, but I don't. I'm not expecting the game to play out the exact same way that the last one did. I think this one's going to be very close. I'm, you know, maybe that's me being overly optimistic, but I think it's going to be close, and I think the Mavs are going to throw some interesting new wrinkles in for us to break down when we get to that. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think they're going to have some different stuff prepared on both ends of the floor, kind of free guys up, maybe get Luca downhill a little bit more all the way to the hoop. Um, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, you try not to overreact to game ones, right? That's a, a trap we can all fall into uh, far too easily. And then I think the other thing that come, comes out of this is this is when the series get interesting, right? Because if you're the Warriors, you know, you probably kind of want to more or less run it right back with what worked for you and then see what the Mavs are doing. And then they're going to have to adjust on the fly and those kind of things. So yeah, it is always fun. I, I do think in the first round, sometimes when it's like a one verse eight seed, every once in a while you can tell, you know, after game one, it's like, all right, this is, this is done. They're overmatched. This is, this is over. Um, but yeah, once we're this deep in every once in a while, I think, you know, bad game. And when you're in this every other night environment too, I think coaches tend to pull the plug pretty early and say, just forget it. I mean, you saw the heat do that last night. They basically pretty early in the fourth quarter said, Nope, we're done. This is over. And I uh, just took their guys out. So yeah, it's, I, I don't overreact too much to that. All right. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about, about that, about the Celtics and the Heat. The Celtics blew out the Miami Heat, was not close for most of the game. And so that was something that was, um, I mean, not necessarily surprised. I was hoping for a closer game, but the Celtics, you get Al Horford back, you get Marcus Smart back, you already make your adjustments that you need to, and they, they run away with a big win there. What did you see specifically? Obviously, you follow the Celtics closer, closer than I do. So what adjustments did you see Boston make? Um, I mean, Jason Tatum moved move the ball a lot better, but other than that, what else did the Celtics do to turn this thing around? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, Seth Partnow kind of coined this, but the play better adjustment, <laughs> right. right? I mean, and that there's some truth to that, but I do think there were a couple things on ball um totally true and i think what happened with tatum uh more than that was he was able to get it him and jalen brown got into the teeth of the defense a lot more uh marcus market downhill they they forced miami to rotate uh, and help and then that opened up shooters so they were really better creating offense part of that came because they pushed the ball more they, they played a little faster um and that's been a kind of a uh uh um confounding struggle for this team, I guess is the best way to put that where it's like you play so well and you, when you play fast, why do you go to this extreme walk it up, you know, slow down isolation style. And then on defense, um, they, they switched more. Unless it was, certain guys then they would go to that drop coverage against like other guys but and then the size being able to have Horford in there to meet Butler on those drives completely different you know and really kind of changes the game having him and Marcus Smart so uh you know it's but we'll see now where it goes headed back to Boston but I feel like for the vast majority of two games Boston has been the better team they just had that disastrous third quarter but you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter how you feel or what what it looks like they they still lost so it's one one but mission accomplished you want to steal one on the road as the lower seeded team and they did that yep and now it flips back to miami to see if they can get one in in boston and then and then go from there so um gonna be interesting to see what adjustments now miami makes uh, that's that's the way the playoffs go right one team wins the other team makes adjustments and then you adjust to mm-hmm. those adjustments and, and back and forth uh you go the health of kyle lowry of course will certainly be a, a factor yeah. we'll see i'm hoping that maybe he can get in there but the, I mean, yeah the injuries can be so tricky and Gabe yep. Vincent has been really good for them too. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna sure. say he's a huge upgrade, but at least you know, a veteran like Lowry, you'd like to see him be able to perform uh, in the playoffs here. Yeah, it's not as much about 
Gabe Vincent hasn't been good. It's it's that behind Gabe Vincent, you're having to cobble together minutes and those kind of things. So yeah, we we always want to see teams at full strength. I think Eric Spolster said it great when somebody asked him, uh, you know, how do you feel about them getting Smart and Orford back? He's like, I think it's great. You want to play teams at full strength to to re- really see where it's at. And I think he's 100% spot on with that. We we do want to see it be in a case where everybody's out there we, we don't want to be in a spot where you're having to go too much into that and then pj tucker getting an mri yes uh, on his knee that's a little concerning too um anytime you're going to that level that says it's not just a uh you know uh you know quick bump and and probably fine there, there probably is some form of issue there in the second half when he was out there and he was moving around i went there's something not i mean he, he was yeah. not moving right at all you could even when he was just running just to go spot up in the corner it mm-hmm. didn't look right. His stride was completely off. It was that he was moving with a definite limp. Uh, I, I wasn't yeah. surprised at all when they announced that he was out for the game. I went, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, based on the way he was moving, that, that looked about right. So fingers crossed, hopefully he's okay because um, they're in big trouble defensively with, without him. They need him out there defensively on Tatum, uh, switching on to Jalen Brown sometimes. Yep. Uh, without him, that'll be, that'll be tough. I think the play that showed more than anything that he wasn't right was Grant Williams uh, backed him right down in the post and turned and scored right over him with ease. And you don't move, you know, PJ Tucker, it's like kind of trying to, trying to post up a fire hydrant. Like you're not going to move him, right? Like when, when he's feeling good. So we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll get the injury report. We're recording at about 4.30, uh, probably you know somewhere in the 5 to 5.30 range. We'll, we'll get the, the injury report for tomorrow, at least the preliminary one, and we'll, we'll see where we go from about once that comes up. All right. Uh, we did get an update on the Lakers coaching search. Yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski had some news, and then Shams had to come along and kind of one-up him a little bit. But we had – we had uh, <laughs> a, Woj puts out that Darvin Ham and Terry Stotts have advanced to the final round of the Lakers coaching search. And then uh, Shams came along and said, yeah, those two, but also add Kenny Atkinson to the mix. And, and Woj did word his tweet as though those were two of the finalists, not the only mm-hmm. finalists. That was the – the, the message I got, at least from the way that he that he worded it. Yep. And sure enough, there are more here. Uh, and I suppose there could be other candidates, too, that are in this final round. But typically, final round means you're meeting with ownership. You're getting that. You know, mm-hmm. that that's where we're, where we're at at this point. So what are your thoughts on, on that group of potential candidates here? Knowing now, and, may, and good, there could be others, but knowing that at least Darvin Ham, Kenny Atkinson, Terry Stotts are three finalists for the Lakers job. What do you think about that? Yeah, three very different yeah. kind of guys. Um, in in that way, I think, I think a good group. I think all three are going to be. You know, I, we know Atkinson and Stotts can coach. They've proven that. Um, and I think Darvin Ham will be a pretty good head coach. So, um, I'm kind of rooting for Darvin Ham just for for somebody new. Um, nothing against Kenny Atkinson, who I really hope gets another job. The Lakers job seems a little weird for him. Um, because what he's kind of And, and building them up and into um something more so I, I think that's a little uh you know interesting to if that's the direction they go just you know maybe that does lean towards maybe they're going to go a little more younger and developmental with the back end of, of the roster sure. um there maybe that is the way they go and then terry stotts is you know this guy's just a proven coach he's been around a long time won a lot of places and i think you know has a chance to be be pretty good you know for them if that's where they want to go and he's done it I mean, there's no star like LeBron, but he's done it with a couple stars, right? He had Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum for years and years. Um, so, you know, but guy who's, you know, kind of won, you know, quite a bit in this league. So I, I don't 
I don't have any issue with any of them. I think all of them could be could be pretty good. And I do kind of wonder, you know, I mean, it's I'm obviously a little biased and it's playing right out in front of us. But Ime Udoka was kind of on the Darvin Ham yeah. path of getting close, getting close, getting close, finally get his job. And he's done quite well with it. Maybe that's the way it goes once Darvin Ham finally breaks through. Yeah, that's that's where I see the majority of Lakers fans hoping, hoping, uh, putting their hopes behind is Darvin Ham. Most Lakers fans seem to want him to be the one to get the, the head coaching job. There's a sense that you, there's a known commodity factor with, with Terry Stotts. And most people see that, or at least this has been my analysis too, is that you're kind of getting inverse Frank Vogel with, with Terry Stotts. And that you get a steady, proven coach where you know that you know, mm-hmm. you know they can handle it, but you're going to get a guy who's a really good offensive mind and has some questions defensively. Frank Vogel was the opposite, really good defensive mind, had some questions offensively. And I think a lot of fans instead want to see the Lakers go for perhaps the upside play with a guy like, like Darvin Ham. But again, we'll see. I, I know today the Lakers nation staff and I were, were chatting a little bit, of, bit about this. And we said the ideal situation is you bring in Darvin Ham and then if he's up for it, make Terry Stotts the lead assistant and, and off you go. Don't know if that's something he would actually consider doing or not. But if they do go with Darvin Ham, I would expect the Lakers to try to add as much experience as they can on the bench just to provide that extra support. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. We saw how good um, Steve Nash did with adding like uh, Mike D'Antoni and then adding Ime Doka and a couple other guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's a great example of what of the path the Lakers would have to take if they went if they went that way. Yep. Uh, let's talk a little bit about a former Laker now, former Laker player, former Laker general manager, Mitch <laughs> Kupchak. Got an extension with the Hornets. It's a multi-year yeah. extension. Again, that's about all we know as far as details go. But because he broke the news himself, he, he made <laughs> his uh, presser uh, post uh, lottery. I guess it was. He, he said, "Yeah, I've, I've you know, signed a signed an extension." And then I think his wording was, "I think you, I believe you would call it a multi-year yes. extension." Yeah, right. He's. Mitch is the king of speaking without saying anything. He is so, yep. from covering him, he is oh, yeah. so good at it. It's it's infuriating when you're covering the team because you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. he just talked for 10 minutes and he said nothing. There's nothing in here. Yep. Um, <laughs> and you're like trying to like like parse yeah. through it. Like, was there anything yeah. there? And it's like, nope. nope. <laughs> you know, I have to create a post out yeah. of this. Like, it's like, well, yeah, no, I hear but you. From an organizational yep. standpoint, that's a great thing. That's a great thing, right? Because he can answer questions without accidentally getting himself into hot water or anything like that. Or, you know, but, uh, but good for Mitch, uh, signs that extension with, uh, with the Hornets and, uh, and off they go. And then they'll see what they can do this summer. I still think, you know, by the way, we should mention, you know, all these candidates that the Lakers have, the Hornets have talked to them too. And so mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about Terry Stotts maybe, maybe being a candidate for them, Mike D'Antoni being an uh, interesting fit there. Darvin Ham has gone on to a second round of interviews. It's going to be really interesting to see which club, the Lakers or the Hornets, pulls the trigger first on hiring a coach and if either of them feels any pressure because the other team is getting, getting to that same stage. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I did think it was interesting, Mitch Kupchak, in talking about um, the Hornets coaching search said, you know, soon before the draft, but basically said we've still got a couple weeks yeah. before we're even to that point. So, I yeah, it's 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 weird because it's not like they're exactly playing no. chicken with each other, but it is a little bit like, all right, let's see, you know, where where we want to go. What what it would get really interesting is if the same guy gets offers from both Correct. teams. Like then that would become like, all right, now you have right. to pick. Right, you have to choose. So yeah, I think it's um, you know, really, really, really gonna put play out. But yeah, it's um it's it as odd as this sounds, um the Lakers I think will in general be fine with whoever they hire. They're probably gonna be okay. I think the Hornets have to get the right person just for where this team has been. And and I thought James Brago did a really good job there. Um I saw this after he was fired as the only coach to improve his team's wins by ten. Uh, each of the last two seasons. So they went from the 20s to the 30s to the 40s and wins. And like that's, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I know Mitch Kupchak said, I just thought it was time for a new voice. Um, it, it sounds like there was maybe some stuff just, you know, in the locker room, guys not, you know, with respect issues maybe. But yeah, I, it, it very, very, you know, uh, curious. But yeah, they've got to nail this. They got to get it right. See, I've been saying for, week, well, months now that, the Lakers absolutely have to have to get it right. Like there is no, I, I and this is part of my whole thing for a couple of months has been, the Lakers have to bat a thousand. Their margin for error is is disintegrated because of all the stuff they did no, last summer. So I've been looking at the the coaching situation from an opposite perspective, saying you have to hit it out of the park. You have to get it right because any mistake, any mistake at all. I'm talking about the coaching, any of the players that you add, is enough to to sink you this year because you're playing from so far behind after what happened last summer. Yeah, I think that is, there, there's truth to that for sure. I, I, um, I, I'm not, you know, coming from a place where I'm just going to, I do, do think you're, okay. you're right on that. Um, let's finish up with this. And this is always exciting. Uh, we talk draft and we talk about trades to happen during that. That's the other thing, you know, even if you're a team and, you know, maybe I'm, comforting myself here, but a team that doesn't have any draft picks, there's a lot of trade talks around the draft, right? I mean, that's just, it's what happens is part of what makes the NBA draft exciting. And, and same thing with NFL, same thing with other sports as well. But there's a lot of trade discussions that go on ar around the draft. So uh, right now, the Kings, the Blazers, and the Pelicans are rumored to be the most likely teams to trade their picks. Um, I feel like one of those isn't like the other two. <laughs> in, yeah. in terms of whether or not they should be like, I look at the Blazers and I think they got to rebuild around Damian Lillard. They're trying to win right now. That makes sense. The Pelicans, like, man, they had a great close to the season. They're going to get Zion healthy. They can really make some noise next season. That makes sense. The Kings, they missed the playoffs. And I know, I know they've struggled with the draft. 
I know they've had guys who haven't panned out. I know they really want to make the playoffs. They really I, So I'm not saying it's the wrong move. But with the number four pick, like you, you got to get something pretty good if you're going to give that up. And I feel like from the if I'm the Kings, I got to feel pretty good that what I'm getting is going to be enough to get me into the playoffs. It's going to get me into the playoffs and it's got to be sustainable. Correct. Yep. Too, because yes, they want to make the playoffs really, really bad. I think I don't know anybody who dislikes the Kings enough to not want to see them finally break this 16 year streak. I mean, that's even, you know. even me as I mean, right, like the Lakers Kings rivalry was something 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. long like that is that completely <laughs> basically disappeared. since the last time they made. Yeah, the right. So, I mean, yeah, I don't have any animosity yeah. towards Sacramento, at, no, you know, at this point. Absolutely not. Yeah. And some of the most loyal fans in all of sports that they year after year after year keep coming back knowing like, oh, you know, maybe maybe next year. We're not even talking about championships, right? We come from, you and I come from a super spoiled mm-hmm. point of view with it where it's like, yeah, you know, it's all about getting to the finals and competing for a title. All they want to do is make the playoffs. You know, it's, you know, they're, they're, it's kids are going to graduate, basically graduate high school and never have seen this team, you know, Make, make make the playoffs like that's just wild to me so so yeah so we're in a point now where you just got to be careful if you trade that pick it's got to be get into the playoffs but i also want it to be sustainable because once you make it that's now in the rear view right we made it but making it once that's not what you no. want right you want to be able to go back you know year over year so so yeah so it's definitely got to got to be got to be sustainable uh, to go. So yeah, I'm very, very curious to see Portland totally makes mm-hmm. sense. They're trying to do that quick reset around Dame, get right back into contention. And then um, New Orleans, a hundred percent makes sense. I mean, they're thinking we get Zion back with the roster we have, we're already pretty good. You know, get one more vet in here to flesh this thing out a little bit more. We're pretty good. I though, I will say this, how you become sustainably good is to be good and then keep hitting on draft yep. picks. I don't know that I would be in a super huge rush if I was New Orleans trade because I think they're going to be pretty good almost no matter what right. next year. I, I don't know that I'd be in a real rush to, to start moving guys. I mean, you got to listen. You got to listen. And you got sure. to oh, see yeah. what's out there. Yep. Because if there's a move that makes sense, like if you could find a player who's 26, 27, something like that, that you can get via trade, then okay, then you can land that guy and still say this guy's part of our future too, and and off you go. Um, where I think you can you can kind of do both things, where you're you're getting a player that's going to help you down the road and is going to have that sustainability, while adding a piece that's going to help you this mm-hmm. season more than a current rookie in theory would. Um, but again, that's that's a pretty tall order and not always easy to find. But if I'm the Pelicans, I'm I'm investigating it. I'm going to try to find out what's what's there. If there's if all that's out there is, oh, I can get a 33-year-old guy who's only got a couple of years. Okay, well, I'm probably not doing that. But if you can find the right mm-hmm. move and you find a piece that you think fits really well, that's interesting. And I'm, I'm racking my brain right I'm like, what is it they need? Like, what, what's yeah. the biggest thing that... Another shooter, yeah, Just, just kind of more of what they yeah. added a little bit at last year's trade deadline. You know, now that you can find some more shooting, okay, mm-hmm. they, they'll be in pretty good shape. I mean, health, right? Zion, that's what they need. But yeah, if I trade, yeah. Is there, is there yep. any player out there with a medical background so you can kill kill two birds with one <laughs> right? stone there? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, did someone go into law or med school uh, in their, their, their college path? Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is going to be. Or two came from Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report. Um, he also reported that some of the teams with multiple picks in the first round, uh, Memphis, San Antonio, and Oklahoma City, are going to be looking to do what they can to maybe you know consolidate picks and, and move up the board or something like that. So that'll be be something to keep an eye on too. I think it's going to be a really fun draft as far as uh, movement goes. So you know it'll be you know let's see. I, I think we have a really good chance of of seeing a lot of movement. Um, you know in, in this draft. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, it's going to give us plenty of stuff to cover, which makes it all the more important that everybody subscribes right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel, as well as the podcast feed over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Again, appreciate all the reviews that we get. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Let's enjoy some playoff basketball. Fingers crossed. No more blowouts. Let's get some close games, <laughs> some barn burners. That, that, uh, One of the series can the have a blowout or two. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. go. Maybe, maybe a blowout where it turns a blowout like midway through the fourth quarter and we, we, we coast to the end. And I'd be okay if, if one of the series went, went that way. Is, are you thinking of one would... specific series or it just for your own sanity? Yeah, yeah. Or are you just saying in general, that's the best we can hope for is that the blog doesn't. No, no, no. no. One specific series. Okay. I would not mind seeing uh, a couple blowouts here that, that move things. But yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. Um, I will say to you guys, I apologize. I think my audio has been a little bit glitchy today. Uh, we're in the middle of a very bad thunderstorm here uh, in Orlando. So I apologize that, that everything's been a little bouncy today. So, you know, if it is, I apologize. We'll try to be better tomorrow. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and see you.